2: Some leather-lunged New Yorker. He's cheering for the Panthers, but he's behind me. And he was making all these jokes. He's like, yeah, the Panthers are losing by a hair. I heard these Florida fans are rabid, but this is ridiculous. Anyways, and then security came down. Right from from everybody, because the rabbit's not hurting anybody. I was kind of hoping the rabbit would crap all over the kids. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. It is indeed hour two of your favorite daytime sports talk show coming at you on the Game Plus television network, streaming in WQEE radio in Metro Atlanta. We are Atlanta's NHL story uh, station, but believe me, there's enough people talking about the NHL in Canada, and we are live at Ace Casino Airport in Calgary and Hotel Clique Calgary Airport. We're talking NFL today and some CFL on the day of day one of the NFL draft. We've got former Nevada Wolfpack lineman and Calgary Stan Peters lineman John Bender with us for this segment, and then Tori Gurley joining us for segment two, Packers, Browns, Argos alum, and Justin Dunk in segment three. But this is a very interesting story. And I think our audience will like it, John. If you don't mind relating, repeating the story, how you got into financial planning, because I love it. It's funny how you said you'll love this story, Rod. I did. So tell us again.
3: So when I was uh, at the University of Nevada, you get a lot of phone calls when you're getting ready for the NFL draft. Agents are I don't know who gives out your phone number, but somebody does. Anyways, you get a lot of phone calls from agents. You get a lot of phone calls from financial advisors, financial planners, things like that. I got a phone call from a financial planner, and he said, Hi, my name is Ray Elgard. And I said, "The, the, the former Rough Rider? And he said, yeah, not many people recognize that. And I said, okay, well, that's cool. He like, said up? that, yeah. not many people, yeah. yeah. so anyways, I started chatting with him, and he's a financial advisor uh, down in Las Vegas. And uh, he was reaching out, just kind of following up, touching base with me, letting me know that, hey, you know, we know that there's a good chance you're going to make a lot of money here soon. If you want to have a conversation with somebody, I'd be happy to meet with you later on. So anyways, I ended up meeting with him and uh, four or five of my teammates. We all met with him at the same time. He came to my house when I was living in Nevada. And it was me, Colin Kaepernick, Virgil Green, you know, Vitawa, Dante Moak, a few other guys. We all chatted, and I thought it was really interesting because some of the guys, like, brought their parents. Because they wanted to be involved in discussions, and, like, we almost didn't have Smart. enough... Yeah, we almost didn't have enough chairs at the dinner table, you know, to get everybody in there. And, uh, you know, I was thinking, you know, it's very interesting to see, because I was a business major with Caps, sat beside him in almost every class, and seeing him and his family's relationship with money compared to mine and my family's and next person's families and everybody else's was all very interesting to see how that all played out. So when I was on the Stampeders, I got a staph infection right away in week one, had lots of free time, and I found myself always just kind of Googling and trying to learn more about financial planning and the opportunities. When I was done, my football career seemed like a natural progression to uh, become a financial planner myself. And I've been doing that for 11 years now.
2: Ray Elgard, number 81, Rough Riders career receptions leader when he retired. But I'll tell you a funny story about Elgard. This is how good of friends we are. He, you ask how people get numbers. He's often asking me for numbers of NHL guys. And I'm like, Ray, no. So come on. You know how Ray is. He's not, doesn't have a calm bedside manner. Let's put it that way. And he goes, but I want to help these guys. And I said, Ray, how would, somebody have, how would you have liked it if somebody was giving out your number when you played? And he goes, well, I'm doing it to help these guys. And I said, that's what the people thought that were asking for your number. But in the end, I ended up giving the number anyways because we're tight, and uh, he's very good at what he does. For sure. As you know. So with round, and we'll get to the CFL questions in a moment because there are a few from our audience. But it is day one of the NFL draft. Round one is tonight. There's a mock draft up right now at rodpeterson.com. And these are fun things to do. Is there anything earth-shaking you expect tonight? Maybe a big trade or something like that? Or what's your prediction of round one?
3: I would expect a big trade. I always expect a big trade. I think that, uh, you know, these, you know, deadlines spur action. So I think a lot of teams have been chatting about what they want to do here. And I think that some of those teams that don't need a quarterback in the top five, they're getting ready to see what team's best offers are. And maybe they're interested in moving back. You know, a team I'd be interested in watching is a team like Seattle and Detroit sitting at five and six. They have multiple picks in the first round already. Maybe they move back, maybe a team like say like the Eagles who have 10 and 30. Maybe they move back from maybe the you know the Lions give them pick six, they get picked ten and thirty. Maybe the Lions are a better team next year because of it because they got multiple picks in the first round now. So something like that. But maybe a team willing to go quarterback. Maybe they move up and maybe they're willing to give a next year's first plus some another pick. So there could be lots happening. You remember what happened when uh, you know the Jared Goff trade happened when the Rams moved up to get Massive. Jared Goff. They moved heaven and earth for him. And you know when they moved up when uh, the when. The team in Washington moved up to grab Robert Griffin III. They give the Rams at the time, they moved heaven and earth for him too. So sometimes teams fall in love with certain players they think will fit their systems and maybe they'll be willing to do a lot for that. I think a lot of the fans
2: do understand this, but a lot don't. What's fascinating to people like John and I and people in the industry is there's not one way to do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, for instance, if you were sitting at the draft table as a general manager tonight, are you taking the best player regardless of position in your first round or are you taking somebody based on what you
3: need? It all depends how your roster is constructed. Exactly. Right? And if yes. you have, I think that the teams that have great quarterbacks and have high picks, those are the teams in the driver's seat because they don't need to draft a quarterback on the first five or 10 picks. And if they have a pick in the first five to 10 picks, teams are calling them saying, hey, we'd like to move to, you know, say a team like three. so You know, you look at the Arizona Cardinals, the third overall pick. They got Kyler Murray. Probably not drafting a quarterback. I bet tons of teams are calling them, saying, hey, you want to move back to, you know, pick 8, 9, 10, 11, whatever it is. Say a team like the, you know, they want to move back, see what they'll get them for. The uh, poll
2: question, interestingly enough, tonight, uh, well, is what will you be watching tonight? It's uh, presented by Key Auto Group. Get a new or pre-owned vehicle that fits you at Key Auto Group. They will treat you right every time. And it's all just a click away. Visit the Group dot I don't really need to look this up because the NHL is running away with it. Stanley Cup playoffs could be elimination tonight. The Leafs could eliminate Tampa with a win and the Golden Knights could eliminate the Winnipeg Jets with a win. And the other game tonight is a uh, series, which is 2-2 Rangers at Devils. Let me just check this. Yeah, 55% of you saying you'll be watching the NHL. 17% saying you'll be watching both NHL and NFL Draft, and 16% say NFL Draft. Let me ask you this. In the time that we have left here, which is a good chunk, it's about 10 minutes' time. And by the way, he's going to have lunch here at Ace Casino.
3: Did you have a chance to look at the menu? I did. I just ordered ordered a steak. (laughs) Why
2: not? going for the jugular. You tell me how it is. I haven't had it yet. I've been hung up on the Nashville hot chicken. Did you see that? I didn't even see that. Oh, yeah. And the ginger beef is next to God. Now, John Ohm in Winnipeg writes in. He says, CFL rumor hearing from multiple sources that there will be some sort of streaming happening for some CFL preseason games not on TSN. Well, I would certainly hope so because I read that the TSN has dropped two games from their broadcast schedule from the preseason. It's not good. Brian from Winnipeg, watching, he says Adam Big Hill is a financial advisor in Winnipeg. I'm sure you know that. I heard that, yeah. And Randy from Winnipeg says five Canadians might get drafted would be a new record for Canada. I believe seven have declared.
3: Are you following that much of it? Yeah. Is it seven have declared? I'm not sure if it's seven. I know that there's a good chance that there's going to be three in the first three or four rounds. Isn't that something? That's unbelievable. This
2: Michelle Bergeron is supposed to go in the first round. He is the top-ranked Canadian for the CFL draft, and I wonder if he'll go in that if he goes in the NFL draft. But I wanted to ask you about the Stampeders fan form. You were there last week. I saw all your photos and stuff. It looked like a lot of fun. What did you come away from with that with?
3: Um, There's a lot of good things, just they're making big changes, so uh, I think that, you know, when the CSCC bought the Calgary Stampeders in 2012, I believe that the average fans' attendance when they bought the team was just over 30,000, and that is no longer the case, and I don't know if that's been a combination of a few things, I mean, it certainly hasn't been the play on the field, because the Calgary Stampeders win about 80% of their home games. So and they've won, you know, they've been to what three, four great cups in that time, yeah. And they've won a couple. So I mean, it's certainly not the product in the field that's the problem. It's what can they do to, you know, create a situation where the fans coming feel like they're getting better value, and the fans feel like they're having a unique experience and enjoying it. So I think that they're trying to do a few things. I mean, obviously, building a new stadium would be great. Um, unfortunately, that doesn't seem to be on the menu. They. Uh, you know, the tax dollars must have all gone to uh, the Flames, I guess. So uh, we'll have to see what happens, see if there's anything available to build a new stadium for the Stampeders here in the future. But they're doing a few things. They're changing the unique experiences. The Red and White Club's getting rebranded as Stamps House, and uh, they're going to invite fans to come there after the game. Nothing that the Stampeders have done, it's just the area around McMahon has really changed. it has been a lot of renovations, a lot of the sports bars and things like that that used to be around McMahon Stadium are now gone. And, uh, you know, for players or families or people that want to come to the game and maybe get a bite to eat before or after the game, it just, it's, it's tough right now. So if they could, ex- you know, create a better experience on the game day with uh, Red and White Club inviting more people in there post-game, things like that. And now they're also trying to uh, make the stadium experience a little bit, uh, you know, the top corners of the stadium. They're talking about putting a tarp on. I don't know if that's the best idea. I mean... One of the biggest problems the CFL and the Stampeders are No Different has is that they want to get more young people involved, get more long-term fans, get more energy in there on game day. There's a university about three blocks away from McMahon Stadium that has over 20,000 students. So, I don't know, my thought would be why don't you create a university section? You know, 20, 30 bucks for tickets, maybe includes a free drink, concession coupons, whatever it is. And maybe you get the future engineers, doctors, dentists, lawyers, teachers, Financial advisors get them going. Oh, yeah. yeah, get them started. They're familiar with McMahon Stadium. They know where to buy a drink there. They know how to enjoy the game. Maybe they become lifelong fans, and maybe that's how you build your fan base long term. I don't think, you know, putting tarps on maybe is the best fit. But uh, you know, I don't work in marketing for the Stampeders. I'm not in those conversations. So, I mean, I know that McMahon Stadium. When you go and there's 20,000 fans, it's okay. When there's 25, it's pretty good. When there's 30,000 plus there, it's a very special place. So if they could get back to where there's closer to thirty thousand fans a game, I think that they'll be uh, doing great things.
2: I don't know what it is or what it will take, and I'm with you. I'm not in the marketing department. I'm not in the ticket selling department. And it, as each go day year goes by, it's more years that I've been out of it. But what the hell would he know? He only played in the NCAA and the CFL and has a large imprint in this town on Fan 960 and podcasts. But what do we know? But I'll tell you this. With the announcement of the new hockey arena, and let's be honest, it's a hockey arena, on Tuesday. 100 Right. A lot of folks are writing going, from outside Alberta, we're writing me going, what about McMahon? What about a football stadium? Can you explain how that's
3: received? You, just, you, weren't, you weren't, You're not expecting a new stadium right? No, I mean, so the way that the situation is right now is that McMahon Stadium is actually on University of Calgary property. It is a University of Calgary property. So you've, I mean, anybody that lives in Calgary knows how long CSCC and the city took to strike a deal to get this arena together. It was almost a decade, and that's all that we know about. Maybe it was longer behind the scenes. If you want to put a stadium up around UFC or do renovations to McMahon that are extensive, well now you have a third partner in the University of Calgary and it sounds like the province is getting involved in helping build these so maybe now you have a fourth partner. How how easy is it to get more you know people at the table and find an easier fit so I don't know we'll see what happens here at the Stampeders I mean certainly a new venue would be great they've been there since 1960. Uh, you know, even a renovation, you know, something like, you know, I know what they did at Rogers Center in Toronto probably isn't happening, but, you know, Rogers Center's been there for, what, 30-some years 89, now? 89,
2: it opened, yeah.
3: Yeah, and they just did a big renovation to it, replaced all the seats, did everything. Well, McMahon's 60 years old. And it. I don't think it's had anywhere near the renovations that a lot of the other stadiums have. So, I mean, the sight lines are great, the field's yeah. great. I've played on the field, the field's great. The sight lines are great from a fan perspective, but if it had, you know, better amenities. You Concessions better are backs. abhorrent.
2: Concourses are abhorrent. Bathrooms are abhorrent. All the things that make a stadium.
3: Sure. I mean, right? yeah, things could be better. That's for sure. Uh,
2: from Nelson, he writes in and says, breaking news. The CFL will be on CBS in the United States in 2023. Hi, Tory the cfl will be on cbs in the u.s in 2023 it certainly starts there i'm hoping that the people that run the cfl then let's be honest i believe it's the owners and presidents that run it and they don't understand marketing Sorry,
4: Rob, clearly the wrong one. You're
2: to reconnect. uh well i can't leave my chair so you'll hear from john that's about it unless you i don't think we can guys i can't oh, leave dude. my chair to do it um that's a good start because there's a lot of people that will look at that and go the cfl on cbc cbs how can we make money from that you probably aren't going to but the exposure alone is fantastic
3: yeah absolutely i mean there's lots of things the cfl could look to long term i mean certainly they need a 10th team they've been talking lots about setting up shop in uh you know halifax and you know out on the east Coast. But I mean, the more eyes you get on it, you know, the interesting thing I find is that I went to University in the States. I know lots of guys that play high level football. And when I talk about the CFL, they hold it in pretty high standard because they know guys that they thought were great college football players that went there and they maybe they did great, maybe they didn't do great. Maybe it was too high of a level for them and they had to come home and they said those guys up there were very talented, very good. And I think that sometimes you meet, you know, Joe Schmoe from Calgary, whoever that is, and they don't hold the CFL in such a high regard. And I think they should. Because, I agree. you know, when you look at, you know, NCAA football, there's a gap between NCAA football and NFL. And I think that's where the CFL lives. And the NCAA is a billion-dollar business. The NFL is a billion-dollar business. And you have a league that's technically between the two of them. And it should be able to generate lots of revenue and should be lots of eyeballs on it because it's a great product on the field. John Bender, perfect timing. Your stake has arrived. Perfect.
2: <laughs> Let's do it again. Thank you. Enjoy the draft. For sure. Thank you. All right. Nevada and Stampeders alum, John Bender. When we come back, Browns and Packers and Argos alum, Torrey Gurley, to chat some uh, National Football League. We are live from Ace Casino Airport and Hotel Cleek, Calgary Airport, on Game Plus TV, WQE Radio, and The Streams It is our Calgary home, Ace Casino Airport, now open. As you see, they're very excited about this Diamond Millions promotion. This Friday, they'll be giving away your share of over $7,000 in luxury diamonds right here at Ace Casino. Stop in and see guest services or a gaming manager for more information and get entered. It is day one of the NFL draft. Round one goes tonight out of Kansas City, 7 p.m. Eastern. TSN has it. Tori Gurley is down there, and I don't know, I don't know how to introduce Tori. Uh, he's with the Reese's Senior Bowl. He is um, home uh, home field advantage. What is it, Tori? That's your company now. You still doing that? You got a million things you're into. How do I introduce you?
0: Yes, sir.
1: Home, home field advantage is doing extremely well. Um, one of our top clients just committed to the University of Michigan on uh, Sports Center two weeks ago. So um, business as well. Business well. Congratulations.
2: Well, that does not surprise me one bit. NFL draft round one goes tonight. Tori, do you have any kind of uh, expectations or surprises? Are you are the mock drafts? Do they have it right?
1: yeah I, I think Bryce Young goes to Carolina. I think he's a great fit. Um, another guy I'm definitely interested in is uh, will Anderson and, and Jalen Carter. Um, I think those prospects, you know respectively from University of Alabama and Georgia are they're great defensive players. Um, CJ Stroud should be in the top 10 as well, and you know I, I think somebody's going to end up trading up. But we'll see as we get closer to, uh, to, to Carolina being on the clock in six hours or seven hours.
2: Well, John Bender was just with us, and he predicted that, that there would be a big trade. But we don't have any idea who it will be. By the way, our mock draft is live now at RodPeterson.com. Bryce Young at number one. to the the Carolina Panthers. We got Houston Texans taking C.J. Stroud, number two, number three, Arizona Cardinals going with edge rusher Will Anderson out of Alabama, number four, the Colts going with Anthony Richardson, quarterback out of Florida. He's jive with you. We got Seahawks taking Jalen Carter out of Georgia at fifth overall. How much do you think his history, the two misdemeanor charges, will um, impact his draft status?
1: I think it will um, to a certain extent. Uh, at the end of the day, the young man is extremely talented, and these coaches and, and teams know what they're getting themselves into, and I just think they're going to go out and hire a personal babysitter to make sure this guy gets to and from the facility without getting in trouble since uh, they're about to invest millions of dollars into him. You know, I think you have to protect it because if not, he's kind of show, you know, the ability to make some bad decisions. Um, after big moments in life, so hopefully he's learned from that, but I, I'm willing to bet these teams are going to have some infrastructure in place to protect them
2: I want to uh, implore our audience to uh, send us notes because I'll tell you, Tori, this will not surprise you. My friends are all when are you getting Tori on again? when are you get getting Tori on again? We love Tori. We got questions for Tori. Well, we got him, so send us in your questions now because he's a busy guy, and we don't get him. That regularly, but I want to ask you this: You're immersed in that college football, high school football scene in uh, the states, which I'll be do- jumping headlong into next month when I go back to Florida. What about Jalen Carter? Is he as immature as you've intimated, or is it a case of you know this reckless driving that he's been charged with? It led to the uh, there was a death. Was that just bad luck, wrong place, wrong time, or is there more
1: to it than that?
2: With Jalen Carter,
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you're going a hundred and twenty miles per hour, you know, on a one way street, you know, that doesn't make any sense at all. So, you know, being able to to make the best decision for yourself, being a first round draft pick, that shows, you know, he, he needs to work on that. Um, we've all been young and dumb and, and and made you know horrible decisions, but when you are in the public um, limelight, you know, you're going to get scrutinized, and I just think the attention that's being brought on him and his university will, you know, make him do right, because something you don't want to be is that guy that, you know, has that has a cloud over your school or has a cloud over your name, because you represent the name on the back of your jersey, and, you know, I don't know the young man personally, but I know his family is, they're not excited about that, and I know he's not excited about that, so um, hopefully he can learn from this, and and, and, you know, just do things right instead of, you know, putting other people at risk. Well, let's be
2: honest. That's part of major intrigue going into round one tonight. It'll probably take about three hours. It generally does in Canada. It's on TSN. ESPN's got it in the States. Like, that's exciting, man. There's a lot of drama going to happen <laughs> in this round one.
1: Yeah, it's, it's must-see TV. You know, you, you get to sit around and you have, got, you have prospects Wayne Victoria that are there. He says, I can't imagine what impact the
2: multimillion-dollar contracts have on these young men. Well, that's a story for another time. Jeff in Winnipeg says, "Tory, is uh, Bryce Young a lock for the Carolina Panthers? I think we all believe that he is. What do you think he's going to do there for their new coach, Frank Reich, and the organization?
1: I think it's going to be really successful if Carolina takes some number one. Uh, most importantly, the NFC NFC South is not as strong as it once was. You know, Drew Brees is not here anymore. Tom Brady is retired. You know, and. The Atlanta Falcons, they're still trying to figure out their quarterback situation. So um, it's a division that's up for grabs. You know, Carolina does a good job of building things up on defense. But having Frank Wright as a head coach um, gives him some flexibility to bring in a a Bryce Young. And they went out at free agency and, you know, brought in some weapons. Um, You have Hayden Hurst. Uh, They went out and got a receiver and got a running back. Um, from the Philadelphia Eagles. So they're slowly putting this thing together, and I'm quite sure they're going to add more pieces in the draft. And if Bryce Young does any of the things he accomplished at Alabama, it really can make Carolina into a playoff team year one. Um, even though it's the NFC South, you know, someone has to win a division and, and get in, and they will host the home playoff game. So it can happen. Playoff game, so it can
2: happen. It's no secret you played in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, and if I'm not mistaken, your locker was right beside number 12s. What's your take on the trade now that it's been consummated, and how do you think this is going to make out for both franchises?
1: Uh, I think it's a fresh start for both teams. Well, both both, or, you know, both people, the Packers and and Aaron. Um, it gives Jordan Love an opportunity to beat a guy, something he he hasn't experienced because he's been in the in the shadow of Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, for Aaron Rodgers, he gets to go out and and prove it to the world that he still has a lot left in the tank. You know, a lot of analysts, a lot of media people have wrote him off because he had a down year, and now um, he's back with Coach Hackett. You know, he's able to bring in some of the guys he wanted in free agency. And they have a – I've watched the Jets many times last year, and literally they would get to the red zone and wouldn't be able to punch it in. And now when you have a quarterback, that can orchestrate and get the ball to the right people, it opens up the play call. And, and now if your defense can just hold teams like they've been doing, man, the Jets could really be a contender. I don't know if they can go out and beat Kansas City. I still say Kansas City is the, the team to beat in the AFC, but they'll give them a run for their money. They'll give them a run for their money.
2: On cue, and listen to this to the end, Tory. Arlen Bruce III is watching. He writes in, two-time great cup champion. He says, good morning, Mr. Todd. You were incorrect on my Kansas City Chiefs last season. Chiefs all day, 2023 and beyond. LOL. He says the Jets will not win an AFC championship. How often are you confused for Todd
1: Gurley? (laughs) That happens a lot. You know, people call me Todd and... I've been around Todd where people call him Tories. So um, you know, at the end of the day, hey, it is what it is. You know, we just go out here and you know, we let people know like you know, who we are and like I said, we it's cool. You know, it's not a bad thing and you know, we work hard and I'm all for being able to, you know, talk football and I and I think that yeah, you know, your person that was telling me about Kansas City, you know, they they are the team to beat. You know, I was wrong, so I'd be the first to admit it. I was wrong about Uh, picking against Kansas City in the Super Bowl. Hey, that's what's fun about these predictions. I'm wrong
2: 99% of the time. Most times they forget. I'm a little surprised A.B. remembered this, but it is what it is. You know, okay, I got a good friend, Jeff in Estevan. He's he's a huge fan of yours. He wants to know your thoughts on the future of the Minnesota Vikings. I, I guess they don't have any picks this year. Not high ones, anyways. What's the immediate future of the uh, Minnesota Vikings, the Purple People Eaters?
1: Yeah, defensively they're they're bad. You know they have to move some things around. You know, or you know, do a great job in free agency because offensively they're fine. You know, when you have you know Kirk Cousins and you know you have Justin Jefferson, his contract is coming up, and Dalvin Cook. They're explosive. They have a three-headed monster, but, you know, they're just so bad on defense where, you know, these guys couldn't stop a nosebleed, and that's what kind of got them in trouble last year, you know, in the games that really mattered. Um, You know, in a regular season, they were successful, but when you talk about playoff football, you know, if you don't have a defense, you're going to get exposed, and that's why they were – that's why they got bounced early in the playoffs uh jeff in
2: winnipeg says it's okay i sometimes get my name spelled wrong john in winnipeg says i've been called worse lmao uh yeah girly a hallowed football name todd and tory have both uh, represented it with pride jen in the four, from the fourth season says i wish aaron all the best in new york not so much that he wins a super bowl though LOL. Uh, by the way, we talk about draft drama and, sur- and surprises and so forth. John Bender was just with us, former Nevada Wolfpack lineman and Stamps. He- and again, I say it all the time. He blocked for both Kaepernick and Cody Fajardo. Not many guys can say that. But he talked about the drama of your Browns taking Baker Mayfield at number one. What would you say? Was it 2017, John? Did you say? 27- whatever year it was. I remember sitting in Vero Beach, Florida at a Ryder camp when it happened. I think the jury's still out on your boy Baker. I love him. Uh, how about you,
1: Tory? Yeah, he's at, he's in a prove-it year. You know, he's in Tampa right now, and he's in the NFC South. Um, I think he has his work cut out for him because I don't know if Mike Evans and Chris Gottwin are going to be around, you know, I, I'm, I'm, unless if they want to stay in Tampa, but I'm willing to bet, you know, if you when you go from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield, you know, you, you might want to, you know, leave and go to a team that has – you know, a veteran quarterback, so they can you know win games. But we will see. You know, Baker is—he's proven people wrong. He's been a walk-on. He's been a—you know—a a Heisman Trophy winner. He's been a first pick of the draft, and this is opportunity to, to show the world that he still has—he still has a lot of talent and a lot of football left in him.
2: Last one for you, Tori. I'll be in Florida here shortly for a while, and I'll get all of this talk but I only want to hear it from you. You're the only one I trust. With Aaron Rodgers in New York now, what's your prediction for the AFC East in terms of standings one through four?
1: Ooh, that's a a tough one Um, because we still have, you have Buffalo in that division, you have New England, you have Miami, and the... Oh wow! Uh, (laughs) To be continued. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, you know, I mean, I really need to sit down and, and and think about that because that's you just can't blurt out an answer because literally that division that's one of the most talented divisions in all of football.
2: I hooked you on that one. I apologize. Okay, next time you come back, I'll ask you again. Uh, that's going to be a very tough one to answer. We thought it was going to be the AFC West last year, and that was nothing mm. short of a disgrace with the Raiders and the uh, Broncos and everything that happened down there. Anyways, Tori, you're the best. TJ, I assume, has Bryce Young going number one overall tonight, just just confirming? Yes. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> All right, Tory, thanks. My best to the family, man. Keep it real. I know you will. Yes, sir. You guys have a good one. Our good friend Tori Gurley from the Reese's Senior Bowl and Home Field Advantage. The guy is doing so many great things. We will be right back. Uh, Justin Duck next and then Brad Kenley right here at Ace when we return to Ace Airport Casino and Hotel Cleek, Calgary Airport on Game Plus Television, WQEE and streaming. Are you tired of overspending on your purchases? Say hello to local deals available on the Sask 411 app. Which brings you amazing deals and offers right at your fingertips. With a few taps, you can save big on your next shopping spree from dining to clothing. MySask411 has discounts for all your needs. Download the MySask411 app and start saving today. Another great day at. Ace Casino Airport, by the way, UFC 288, is coming your way May 6th. That's a week from Saturday. Free viewing party right here of UFC 288, May 6th. And all UFC pay-per-view events every month at the Ace Casino Airport Sports Bar on the 40-foot TV wall that's like 20 feet from where I'm sitting right now. Breaking news from the Canadian Football League. Let's bring in Justin Dunk now from 3downnation.com. The CFL is bringing its brand of high-scoring, fast-paced football to CBS Sports Network. The 24-hour cable home of CBS Sports, one of sports TV's most iconic brands, will carry 34 CFL games in the USA this year as part of a new multi-year deal. Justin, great timing for you to join us today. Uh, I have a sense you knew this was coming down. What are your thoughts on the deal?
6: Randy Ambrosi had told me something was being close to papered at the CFL Combine in March in Edmonton. In late March, that is. He alluded to it in January at the winter meetings. And this is just part of the deal. So the important parts of this, I believe, Roddy, are these 34 games are going to be simulcast from the TSN broadcast. It is the most lucrative deal in terms of a television agreement from a money standpoint that the CFL has ever had with the US network. And The most important factor here is there's a bunch of games missing and the CFL could go out and either add to the deal with CBS or have some other television networks get into play here. And the one that is outstanding that a lot of people, I think, would want and are curious about is the Grey Cup.
2: Yes, no doubt. I guess my question to you would be, uh, because you'd be the guy to ask. What does this mean for the Canadian Football League today? Because it sounds like a new era. CBS Sports Network and CFL partners in 2023.
6: CBS has a long history with football, obviously, probably most well-known for NFL and NCAA, but they have dipped their toe in some of these new startup leagues down south. But I think what it means for the CFL overall is there's going to be much more marketing behind this broadcast deal with cbs they're not just going to pop on the airways like they kind of did with espn there was a little bit of talk about it but largely when they had that contract that had every game on espn channels or espn plus they just popped up there wasn't marketing there so with cbs that's the real key here is there's going to be marketing and there's actual substantial dollars coming back the cfl's way so it's win-win for the cfl and there's even more inventory left for the cfl to sell in terms of games especially that 110th Grey Cup and playoff games down the line of the season so overall this is arrow up for the cfl in the u.s
2: as I read the news release, it says the full CFL on CBS Sports Network schedule will be announced closer to the beginning of the season. The CFL will also announce how U.S. fans can watch games not being broadcast on CBS Sports Network at a later date. And I, that's what I'm going to want clarification on and my football boys in the States, because I'll be honest with you, and you alluded to it here, I could watch every game in the States. If it's not on linear, as they're fond of saying, it's on ESPN+. Plus. That better be the case, Justin, still moving forward. I'm not going to be very happy. Are you uh, saying today that it's going to be, or what do you you know? Well, the
6: CFL is going to work towards that. So there's nothing official yet, but they're going to want to have all of their content available in the United States, so the CFL is working towards it.
2: Okay, sounds good. What On that other broadcast thing I saw, or on the broadcast note, I saw your guy, John Hodge, uh, from 3downnation.com, Winnipeg Bureau, saying TSN has dropped two preseason broadcasts from their schedule this year. Uh, do you know the reasons behind that? Because there's some fans not happy about it.
6: I like the idea of 3 Down nation having bureaus now, Roddy. I'm going to steal that. we got a guy in Winnipeg, John Hodge. We have JC in Vancouver. So... Maybe we need some more of them across the country. And we do have, of course, Calgary
2: Calgary borough right here, Calgary borough right here. Go. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, continue.
6: Sorry. Yeah. In terms of what you were talking about with TSN dropping two preseason games, I really think it just comes down to being financial. A lot of people are upset because TSN is the exclusive rights holder of any live CFL content in Canada. And mainly that obviously is the games. But some people would argue that the CFL on TSN should be broadcasting the CFL combine live and they don't do that. So now they drop drop two preseason games and it has to be purely monetary. You look at the average CFL regular season game in terms of television ratings and it's gonna be in and around 500,000 if not more. A Rough Riders game is gonna be upwards of 700,000 viewers For a regular season game, the playoffs are going to be higher, around a million, and then the Grey Cup is usually three million-plus in recent years. So when you look at the preseason games, if you're only going to get a couple hundred thousand or if you don't have a sexy matchup in terms of television teams' intent, if the Rough Riders aren't involved, you could have a chance where you get less than 100,000 viewers. So that's not worth it to make money on for TSN in terms of the investment on that single game but there are people around the league and i'm sure the fans are arguing that it gets people excited for cfl football when there's not much else going on on the calendar except for major league baseball and obviously hockey playoffs and nba playoffs but there's still time in there that could be filled in from these games so the caveat to this is that hopefully the league and its teams are preparing to live stream the games that are going to be missed by TSN. For example, in the past, Hamilton Tiger Cats have live streamed their home preseason game. So I think that is something that is certainly possible and that I do believe is in the works.
2: Round one of the NFL draft goes tonight on TSN and in the state's ESPN. What are you gonna be watching for, JD? It's got
6: to be who goes after Bryce Young is off the board because you do any reading or look around the internet, it seems like Bryce Young, the University of Alabama quarterback, is going to go first overall. And I'm really intrigued to see if C.J. Stroud is the next guy or if it's Anthony Richardson. We've all seen it in the past. Teams salivate over these guys that have these outstanding physical traits. And Anthony Richardson has those traits. C.J. Stroud has played much better in bigger games and Anthony Richardson has, has a much longer resume than Anthony Richardson, but oftentimes teams get really excited and they trade a bunch of draft capital and come up and get these quarterbacks. So I'm looking out to see who is going to select Anthony Richardson. I think CJ Stroud will certainly go early near the top of the draft as well, but I think there's gonna be a team, perhaps out of nowhere that moves up and grabs Anthony Richardson with all of those tools, his size, the athletic traits that he has
2: i feel like justin we're close to a year whereby it won't be newsworthy the number of canadians drafted because there's going to be a lot every year moving forward that's just the state of canadian grassroots football but do you think that a record number will be set over the next three days i do
6: see a record number being set, and if you're watching tonight there's a chance that Syracuse University offensive lineman Matthew Bergeron could sneak into the back end of the first round. He's a Canadian that can play tackle and we know that there's not a ton of tackle talent across any level of pro football. So there's a chance he sneaks in to the back end of round one and then after that you got to look at the Brown twins. Chase Brown, a running back, and Sidney Brown, a defensive back, both played together at the University of Illinois, an outstanding pair there. Then it's Tavius Robinson, who started his collegiate career at the University of Guelph, transferred to Old Miss, played under Lane Kiffin there, and really has developed, and I think has some untapped potential and a very high upside that could push him off, up, excuse me, the draft board. I've been in touch with Robinson and his camp, and they feel like his sweet spot could be in the third to fifth round range, but guys like him with that untapped potential and the unique athletic traits get moved up the board. Then you look at Sidney Sow, an offensive lineman out of Eastern Michigan University has a really great chance to be selected. So that would make it five. And then I think Jared Wayne, University of Pittsburgh receiver, who vertical leaped 41 inches at his pro day, Roddy, has a chance to go at the back end of the draft. So I think we could potentially see six go, but more realistically, probably five, and keep an eye on Wayne.
2: Okay, we, well, 3downnation.com is by far and away the number one destination for Canadian football sports news. But we're kind of in the doldrums of the calendar CFL-wise. What do you guys got popping there to whet the fans' appetite these days?
6: The most interesting stuff that we have on the site right now has to be the salaries of each position and the highest paid players at quarterback, running back, offensive line, receiver, and all the way through the defense as well, even kickers and returners. So if you're looking for any kind of numbers on what CFL players get paid, whether it's at the high end or the low end, and most of these guys now earn six figures, I would think at least... 95%, if not more, of the guys on these lists are over $100,000, Roddy. And I actually think it's a great thing, obviously, for us that we put it out there, but in general that this information gets out because a lot of people think that players in the CFL have to have two jobs to earn an honest living, and that's just not the case anymore. The minimum salary is being pushed up into the mid $70,000 range, and if you take a look at the list that we have, Obviously, the quarterbacks are the big ticket item and, items and Zach Caleros is going to be paid around $600,000 in hard money, is going to be paid $600,000 in hard money, I should say, in 2023. It shows you that these CFL players are earning a legitimate income and much more than they would make in any of these spring leagues in the U.S.
2: Good stuff. Well, keep it up. Uh, thanks for the time and enjoy the draft. Justin, let's do it again soon.
6: You bet, Roddy. Enjoy the draft, too.
2: Overtime is coming up next on this RP show, episode number 987, coming to you live from ACE Casino Airport and Hotel Cleek Calgary Airport on Game Plus Television WQE radio and streaming. Hotel Cleat, Calgary Airport. Check out the couple's staycation package at that beautiful spot. Rates starting from 179. Includes a forty dollar voucher for Tonic Kitchen and Bar, plus a bottle of sparkling wine. Chef's delight. Plus a late checkout at 2 p.m. For a complete description of our theme suites, visit hotelcleek.ca. Overtime is brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the Stanley Cup Playoffs. We're pleased to welcome our good friend Brad Kenley, who, here at Ace Casino Airport, what exactly is your title besides Mr. Everything, Brad? Oh,
4: marketing it? manager. Marketing manager. The marketing okay. manager. He's I, the guy. The guy. <laughs> Entertainment, marketing. You're promotions. doing it all.
2: Yeah. You do it all. Yeah. It's a great spot. Uh, We're going to talk about the NFL draft because he's got his Atlanta Falcons. Actually, let's start with that because it's an interesting story. Atlanta Falcons, were on the radio in Atlanta. I've now found two Falcons fans that I know, producer Clark and Brad Kenley. Tell me why.
4: Tell me why. You know, there's not very many of us in Calgary, but uh, if you're out there, make sure you come visit Ace Casinos. It goes back to 2008. Uh, My brother lived down in Atlanta. He said, come down and check it out. We said, okay, obviously sports fans. What are we going to do? Let's go see a Falcons game first NFL game I ever went to. It was in 2008. Happened to be Matt Ryan's rookie year. Unfortunately, he was hurt that game, so I didn't get to see him. And uh, they played the Saints, so from there, we just fell in love with the Falcons. We did lose 16-13 on a last-minute field goal, but, uh, you know, that's where it all started, and I've gone through the ups and downs, the conference finals, obviously the Super Bowl meltdown. I'm surprised you brought that up, because you don't like me bringing it up. I... I don't like bringing it up. And even uh, I watched a movie with the family, 80 for Brady. What is it all about? Falcons meltdown. We'll never get away from it, but who knows? How is,
2: how is that movie, by the way? It looks amazing.
4: It was really good. Yeah. It was ironic to watch it because Tom Brady actually was playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers during the filming. So he'd have to go back, put on his Patriots gear, do the filming, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Rob Gronkowski was in it. Julian Edelman was in it. It was, uh, it was a good movie
2: i'm checking in from the audience uh number one from wqee radio metro atlanta says another great rp show thank you ryan i feel that it was it went by really fast arlen bruce the third says hey rp how about a cfl extravaganza poker tournament at ace casino
4: are you in brad i'm 100 in okay with our 11 table poker room best poker tournaments in the city
2: I f- okay, and now from the viewers as well, John Om in Winnipeg says, Atlanta Falcons, my first jersey when I was 14. From viewer Al Bundy, he says, uh, Bijan at eight. No, sorry. What are the Atlanta Falcons going to do tonight? You don't agree that they should be taking Bijan with the eighth overall pick?
4: I personally don't. I hope we get an edge rusher. If not, you know, maybe we trade back. If not, maybe we grab Zay Flowers, wide receiver. You never know. We like to make big splashes. Uh,
2: Bijan Robinson, running back from the Texas Longhorns, Hookem Horns. That's p- projected in our mock draft to go to the Atlanta Falcons at eighth overall. I'm kind of we're going to talk about Ace, but I'm kind of hung up on this Atlanta thing. Have you seen the Mercedes-Benz Stadium yet? I feel like you
4: got to go. hundred A- percent. I feel like I, I feel have like go we well. got to go. We have to go. Uh, I have not seen it. We were at the Georgia Dome when it was there. Um, you know, I guess I have to now. Yeah, exactly. Tell me about the, about the Georgia Dome. Was the Georgia- it as amazing as it looks on TV? It was. It was amazing. It was uh, really interesting. We went, to, um, we went to a Thrashers game the night before, so we got to see them. Then we went to the Falcon Saints game in the afternoon, crossed the street, watched the Hawks play the Nets, and I like just how they're right in the same location. um, I'm sorry, from WQEE. I'm interrupting our chat. That's okay. Ryan says, Dirty Bird
2: Nation. Hashtag rise up. I, I feel like we could talk about this all day. You realize we've just killed seven minutes already. We haven't hardly talked about anything. So in the three minutes we have left, we should talk about Ace Casino Airport. It's only been open since November. People still realizing it's Calgary's newest casino
4: absolutely the newest casino we opened in november and it's gorgeous if you like nice things you got to come out you got to check out our center bar maybe if you're going to watch the nfl draft you check out the 40-foot tv in the a sports bar we've got 638 ta- uh, slot machines 12 vlt's 26 tables all the good stuff and alberta's only electronic pulse room
2: you better explain that
4: because i walked in there and i was like whoa it's an atmosphere for everybody. So you could play roulette, you could play backer. It's on a digital, uh, a digital machine. So it's totally up to you. We have DJs, live dealers. It's an atmosphere, happy hour, all the fun stuff, and more.
2: Well, what's really cool is I have a lot of people asking me, you know, what's Ace like, and I said I compare it to an Aria, a Cosmopolitan, those Vegas hotels, A high end. It's
4: my favorite place to stay in Vegas. Which one? The Aria. Yeah. We only got a minute, Brad, but Fantastic. that's if you and no smoking. No smoking. Right? So come on down to the Ace Casino, we're located off Airport Trail and Deerfoot. We've also got Ace Casino Blackfoot on Blackfoot Trail, Cash Casino on Red Deer. Many options, all great.
2: Yeah, and uh, the 40-foot video wall is amazing, so come on down for the Stanley Cup playoffs and most nights you could uh, catch me there watching it.
4: Uh, do you care who wins the Stanley Cup? Anybody but Edmonton, I guess. 30. How about all that? Right. Thanks, Brad. Thanks for uh, all you do Thank for you so us. Much, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh,
2: by the way, the poll question for Key Auto Group, you can vote on it for the next 22 hours, is what will you be watching tonight? Stanley Cup playoffs, NFL draft, both or neither? And running away with it is the stanley cup class we'll be back here tomorrow with uh, rough riders great jeff Fairholm talking a little cfl but he's also an arizona wildcat alum so we'll be recapping round one of the nfl draft a lot of football talk stanley cup update that's all tomorrow noon eastern here on game plus and the key who has more fun than us <laughs>